Hello and welcome to the NLCC Sermon Podcast. In a moment, we'll listen in on a message from our Sunday morning worship service. But first, if this is your first time tuning into NLCC, we would love for an opportunity to get to know you and walk with you in your faith journey. If you're interested in connecting with this church, head to our website, northliberty.cc, and hit the I'm New button or use the links in the description. Our goal is to help you experience the transformational power of God in your life. And we hope and pray that you find that in this message. Good morning. You're wondering who that is up here, whether you're online or here. It's, you know it's not Tim. He has hair. But it's white hair. Who is that old guy? I'm Brian Henry. I grew up in this church, and uh, my family's here. Don't hold that against me. Tom Fair is my brother-in-law. Um, <laughs> Alan Limerick, my brother-in-law. Paula and Evan, Al and Darla. So proud of my family. We had a lot of changes this year. Uh, this is the first time I'm back home not staying in my parents' home. We're going to sell that this week. It's kind of emotional week. Mom's been gone just a couple months. Um, so we, I got to, my wife and I stayed at Tom and Darla's last night, they were gracious hosts. Tom allowed to stay in the garage. So <laughs> it's been a different year for us. Um, in January, my oldest uh, grandson got married. Uh, that, that was pretty awesome. I have five grandchildren. Um, in April, mom, mom passed away and got to graduate to heaven. In June, I turned 70. He said, he looks it, yeah, okay. Month or so later, my, my favorite granddaughter, well, my only granddaughter, Emma got engaged. That was a shocker. I'm still over that. And, and just, this, just recently, we just celebrated our church 100 years. So it's been, it's quite, been quite a year already. But what, yeah, thank you. So while I was going through a lot of um, dad and mom's stuff, I went through the files downstairs. And I ran across dad. Dad was an elder here years ago. And I ran across, you know, F or not FCC, that's my church, but NLCC files, you know. So I know a little bit about all of you. No, <laughs> no I didn't read his elder stuff, but I ran across the history of North Liberty Church of Christ, which I have one at home, but I just haven't read it in years. Maybe you haven't either. But I read through it knowing we had just celebrated 100 years. Does anybody outside of staff or elders here in this church know what year this church started we're giving away a free lunch no we're not anybody know what year this church was started 1916 hey somebody got it first time well it, a little a little question there was some house meetings going on in 1905 but the first official meeting it looks like uh, was 1907 1907 and no, I was not there then. No. That's 116 years, maybe 118 if it was 1905. So the, the old building on Harrison and Jefferson in, in North Liberty, some of you may, most of you know where that's at. It doesn't look too great right now, does it? But uh, it was built in what year? Anybody know that one? 1913. Very close. 1917. Here's the real clincher. It's in your, your history. They built that building for $12,000. That's something. I mean, there had to be a lot of money back then. But $12,000, uh, you can buy it for that right now, but good luck, you know. <laughs> so anyway, looking back over 100 years, or my 70, or this church is 116, I, I have nothing but thanks, even losing mom and dad recently. 
my, my daughter leads worship at our, our church, and, and just a few years ago, I'll never forget, the Sunday it hit me. I'd probably heard this song on the radio, but it didn't hit me until I heard my daughter up there singing it. You've probably sung it here. I know you have. It goes like this. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you've been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Because your goodness is running after, it keeps running after me. All my life, you've been so faithful. All my life, you have been so good. And, and it is true, isn't it? Even in this crazy culture of ours that we kind of like, what, what's next, you know? It doesn't mean everything in life has been good, right? God's goodness still remains. I don't know, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. I know you're going through the book of Acts right now, which talks about the, the church, Jesus Christ's church, and God's goodness to it over the years. And we celebrate that at our home churches, the 100 years we've had. But God has been faithful to this church. I'm, I'm proud to call you yet my home church, yet you don't see me around here a whole lot. But this is my home church. I'm proud of you. And I'm thankful to God how faithful he has been to you. Anybody else want to give God a hand for what he's done and been through this church? Mm -hmm. A.W. Tozer, preacher of the past, once said, what we think about God is the most important thing about us. And sometimes I just think the songs do it, the, well, the one that we just sang about God's faithfulness, is where I want to go today. It will seem very elementary to some of you to review this. But sometimes in the chaos and the nonsense of our culture, and we think the, where in the world is God is that he hasn't zapped this place with a lightning bolt, we need to be reminded that God is faithful. Huh? And I want to review some of those ways. Look In Deuteronomy chapter 7, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God. By the way, it doesn't say he's, he's faithful now and then. He, once in a while, you watch. He's faithful. It says, no, he is the faithful God. That's who he is. That's his nature. That's his person. That's his character. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love for 116 years? 100 years? No, no. Keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. He is the faithful God. So I kind of reviewed in my head, what does the word faithful mean to the Old Testament people? And definitions come up like prop, to prop up, to stay or support or to safely lean on. You can trust it. New Testament word faithful means trustworthy, steady, certain. You can count on it. It's unchanging. It never wavers. It's a foundation you can trust. So we use that word in a lot of ways today to refer to things that are trustworthy, steady, certain, count on, unchanging. You can lean upon. We know what it is to describe our spouse as a faithful spouse. Or someone else referred to that. Or, or, or an employee that you can count on. Or a boss or a paycheck you can count on. It, it, it's faithful, that, that employee. Or, or that car. It just, maybe some of you don't have one like that. It, it, it doesn't matter how cold it is, it's just old faithful. It's, it always starts. Or that dog, when nobody else will lick you. and <laughs> He's there to climb all over you when you come home. He, it, you can count on that faithful 
dog. When I think of faithful, probably you think of it. We got a picture of old faithful, old faithful, Yellowstone. I chose that particular picture of old faithful because of the people standing in front of it. Old faithful discovered in 1870. Oh, that doesn't mean it hadn't been around a long time before that. But in 1870, it was discovered. And every 60 to 90 minutes, 125 feet to 180 feet of steam, water, whatever, is blasted out of thing. And people are standing there waiting to watch it happen again. Because Old Faithful is... Hey, you can talk to me. Old Faithful is faithful. I'm not saying God's old. I'm just saying that's who he is. You, you can count him. Maybe sometimes when things are going berserk in our world or in your church or your family, we need to just stand there. You know, we just sang about it, that our God is faithful. It's, it's his nature. We, we, in the Bible, they use the word immutable. God is unchanging, immutable. That's just who he is. Nothing will change with him and his faithfulness because that's who he is. So stop and think about it. This faithful God is the same God that helped that preacher in 1907 in North Liberty share the first time the gospel of Jesus Christ. Same one as today, using some words of this feeble, gray-haired, white-haired preacher, okay? It's our same God. The same God that spoke through some of uh, the sun early Sunday school classes and teachers is the same one speaking through some of your life groups today. Because God's unchanging. He's trustworthy. He's steady. Now, a lot of things have changed around here. A few pastors have come and gone. I kind of looked at your list of pastors. I knew six of them. Palmer in the opening. Is that thing rubbing me? Not my beard, I know. But Palmer baptized me way back in 1943. I looked. I've known at least six of your longtime preaching pastors here at this church. They've come and gone. They've changed. Music has changed a little bit, hasn't it? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? It's not my stomach, folks. I don't know what's going on. Can you imagine that thing back there in 1907? Music has changed, hasn't it? Dress code has changed. Building has changed. But the message has remained the same. Uh-huh. Because our God has remained the same. I'm going to breeze through, breeze through just a handful. Probably should do a lot more, but I'll get kicked out if I preach too long. Okay? I want to remind you of several ways our God has been faithful. Number one, it, it seems so, so elementary, elementary to even say it. <laughs> I think the devil's trying to sabotage this. He doesn't want you to hear this. Our God has been faithful with that sun coming up this morning. With that rain that came yesterday. You ever wake up wondering, well, is God going to have the sun come up today? Some days we wonder. We wonder if the rain's going to come. But we have the planet circling the sun because of a faithful creator. We have rain. We have flowers. We have crops. We have birds that are cared for. The leaves that are colored that show in the fall. And the snow that falls in the winter. Because our God is faithful. He creates and recreates what we need. Uh-huh. Number two, he provides and cares for us. You probably know this, Tim. Some of you have been around. But 
Really? Okay. Anyway, this on? All right. The, the first time I probably ever sang this hymn was in that old building on Harrison and Jefferson. Some of you know it. They've been, well, it's been put at new creations this week, but great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. And for the younger ones here, that all you notice in that song is kind of the thighs and the thous, you know what's even more shocking to me? is where that hymn came from. The words are almost word for word, right out of Lamentations chapter three. I doubt if anybody was devotionally reading there today. It's a very negative book. Jeremiah wrote it, the weeping prophet. And Jeremiah wrote those words, great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. He wrote those words after Jerusalem had just been destroyed. It'd be like the whole city of Washington, D.C., or uh, sometimes we need that destroyed, but <laughs> it'd be the most, New York completely wiped off, Jerusalem was wiped away. And Jeremiah writes, great is thy faithfulness. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Your mercies, they never fail. Your compassions, they, it's a word for never run out. Because that's our faithful God. I wouldn't expect that to be in Lamentations. How did, how did Jeremiah write that with what they had just been through? Because they kind of know God's record, huh? Do we? Uh-huh. He's faithful. We can trust him. That's how he knew. I want you to imagine some of the worst moments in your family's life or even sometimes your church's life. We have them. And be reminded in the worst moments in your life, your church's life, your country's life. God's still faithful. He to provide and care for us. I was at my church while well, I'm still there, uh, not as on staff, but we've been there 44 years. And so I've seen a lot of volunteers come and go. I've seen a lot of <laughs> microphones come and go. <laughs> I've seen a lot of elders come and go, a lot of friends come and go. Because that's life. And yet I remember numerous times, I, I was devastated as a young preacher with brown hair. How are we going to go on with that elder leaving? How are we going to go on with that staff member gone now? And you know what I found out? It takes a few years to get it. God is faithful to provide and care for us. Uh-huh. Our faithful God provides. Number three, he's, he, he's promises as a faithful God to protect us. Now, if we just had a bench up here, oh, we'd have a bench over here. Imagine we had, you know, people from the Old Testament just pop up here. The Israelites, let's just take, and we won't have all two million of them, but let's have a couple of them come up and just have them share how God provided in those 40 years in the, in, in the, in the desert. Have them describe the manna that came daily. How, what if we had Moses' mother, Jochebed, come up and tell what it was like as a mom to put little Moses in that basket? Nice little Sunday school story, but don't forget the rest, how God, our faithful God, somehow arranged it. Somehow, coincidentally, she would raise that child. Maybe we could have Noah come up and tell about the 100-year construction project he was in on. And that faithful God made it happen. Maybe we could have Daniel come up, familiar stories, 
but how King Darius even claimed Daniel's God because he saw that faithful God protect Daniel in the lion's den. Maybe we could have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego come up and talk about the fire when King Nebuchadnezzar sees a fourth person in that fire because of a faithful God. Maybe we could have someone from the North Liberty Church of Christ come up in the seat. You nervous? Who am I going to ask to come up? I won't do that. Could you tell your story right now? Even through one of the worst times of your family's life, church's life, and yet you saw God's faithfulness. I think, I think when I look at my tough times in life, and you think preachers don't have them, sit down and talk to my wife. We've had some of them of late. And the times that I seem to have the most fears was the times I forget about God's track record, God's faithfulness. Uh-huh. That's when you're most afraid. You're getting nervous. We've got to finish this. Number four, he works, God is faithful to work all things for the good. I know that's cliche, but it's in the Bible. And more than in the Bible, it's in, in our stories. We kind of forget them. The devil wants us to forget them. Remember Joseph, the Old Testament Joseph, with one of coat of many colors and all that? He was thrown in the pit, and then his brother sold him out as a slave and ended up God just coincidentally helped him rise through the ranks of Egypt and protect everyone through the seven years of famine. And there's the brothers years later on their knees before some right-hand man to Egypt's king, and he identifies himself as their brother. And they're scared to death. In the last chapter of that story... Joseph said to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Could you come up on this pew today, that seat, and tell a few stories of where God has worked all things for good? I remember 25 years ago, we're trying to buy land to build a new building on. We didn't want to move clear out there. That's six miles we wanted this lot on, on this highway. It's so visible. I'll make a long story short, the doors got slammed shut. The money was going to be astronomical. How could we possibly get? And yet, God provided some unbelievable giving heart to give us 10 acres, now 20, right where we've needed to be the last 20-some years. Because God shut one door and just seemed to work for good. I know a lot of them. Horrible things happen as a result of COVID, even in churches, even in our church, probably in this church. But look at some of the good. And how many people are watching around the world online from church after church after church because of the good that came even to, with technology because of COVID? Is there anybody that might agree God <laughs> has a way of being faithful and bringing good out of bad? Uh-huh. Number five. He extends grace. He is faithful to extend grace when we're tempted. There is a passage that the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians. He said, you know, he says, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. I was thinking of that verse as I walked up these steps today. It sounds like Paul's throwing all on us the responsibility. Be careful that you don't fall morally in your example, in your witness. Be careful that you don't fall. And it sounds like, man, that's a huge burden on me. And then read the next verse. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. Can you say it? 
God is faithful to what? He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. No temptation sees you except what's common to man, and God is faithful. He won't give you any more than you can. I remember telling my girls when they were teenagers, I don't care what circumstance you're put in, what temptation situation you're put in as a teenager. Hear this, teenagers. Our faithful God will always provide a back door, a way out. We could have stories around the room. I'm thankful over the years, this church, my home church, survived some difficult times and, and even immorality. I, I can't think of a home. I pray never again, ever again in our church. It's never happened in the years I've been there. Some, where the, it's, it's happened. And I think it's because of our faithful God and us trusting him to be one that helps us bear up under and always provide us a way out. Actually, actually in the New Testament, at the end of your book, Jude says he will keep us from falling. Number six, we're almost there, really. Number six, God is faithful to forgive us. When I preach, I always like objects. But Father's Day on Facebook, you may have seen it, there was ball caps for sale. And on the front of the ball cap, for dads, it says, I fix things. Now, I don't know if you've ever pictured God in a ball cap. <laughs> I'm not even going to put it on, okay? But if I could picture our God with this one, it would be with that ball cap. I fix things. God is faithful to forgive us, extend grace when we're tempted, but to forgive us. I fix stuff. I forgive, I renew. John the Apostle wrote in 1 John, if we confess our sins, he is, well, guess what the word is? He is faithful to what? And just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. By the way, you know who said amen to that? In the Old Testament, David who committed adultery and murder. And he would write in Psalm 36, your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, and guess what? Your faithfulness to the skies. Because he experienced God fixing him, forgiving him and fixing him. The apostle Peter, who denied his Lord three times, was told by Jesus, you're back in, go feed my sheep. Paul was killing Christians. And he would later write to young Timothy as a preacher, here's a trustworthy saying you can take to the bank. Christ Jesus came in the world to save sinners of who I am the worst. Remember that one? And Timothy? He's saying, our God came through Jesus Christ to fix us, no matter what we've done. And he would write also to Timothy, if we are faithless, duh. If we're going to, well, you know we're going to be. If we are faithless, what he's saying here is our most unfaithful day, if we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Number seven. Our God is faithful to make us ready for heaven. I, over the years, I've talked to so many people. If you ask them about their security about going to heaven, they're a nervous wreck. I don't know. I don't know if I'd make it today, right? I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if he would accept me. I don't know if I'm ready. Over the years, when I'm counseling, premarital counseling and stuff, and, and later from marriage, young couple, and they would talk about 
the nervousness of Mike's not working. No, they, they would talk about um, being ready to buy their house. And I finally would tell them, you know what? You're never going to be ready to buy a house. Is there anybody else going to okay, amen to that one, huh? You've been there, right? You're never going to be ready to buy a house. The same thing when it comes to some talking about having that first child. Well, we want to do this and this, make sure all this, that, and I know all that stuff. There are things you need to do, but you're never going to be ready to have a child. Amen? How about being ready for heaven? Our faithful God said, I fixed that too. No matter if it takes my own son dying on the cross for you to make you worthy and righteous in his eyes. He's given us forgiveness, payment on the cross. We just had communion to be reminded of what it took to make us ready for heaven. Paul would write it this way in 1 Corinthians 1.9. He will keep us strong to the end. Did you hear that? He will keep us strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, God, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. Keep you blameless to the day of our Lord Jesus Christ because he's called you in fellowship with Jesus Christ because he's faithful. By the way, could we, anybody willing to share their, their driving record? My, my wife, Nancy, has a perfect driving record. I don't mean she's never done anything wrong, but she's never been caught never had a speeding ticket that I know of now I could show you my record and it's a lot different okay a lot different there are days I'd love to trade driving records with her and that's what Paul is saying to young Timothy our faithful God is to totally make us ready for heaven. He gave us Jesus' perfect driving record. Anybody need a reminder of that today? When you bow your head for communion and think of all the screw-ups again this week, he will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day. Paul prayed a prayer in 1 Thessalonians chapter he said, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you. Big religious word for just make you holy, clean, pure, all the way through. May God, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless. That's Nancy's driving record, spiritually. May you be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the one who calls you is faithful, and he will I don't believe you believe it. Read it with me. At the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who, read it, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. I believe you now. You're going to need that this week. I believe you're going to need it this week. I, I just love that verse. We just sang it, by the way, at some of the verses that you just sang a little bit ago in that awesome song we started the service with. Our faithful is God. God has promised to fix us, to keep us, give us that driving record, blameless, where we're ready, ready to face God at heaven's gate. You see, God doesn't get too tired out. He doesn't get too disgusted with you. He doesn't give up. He doesn't quit on us. I think that's why I, maybe you, like that song, Waymaker. 
I don't know that we're singing it today, but I will. No, I won't sing it. The words go, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. My God, that is who you are. Even though when I don't feel it, you're working, you never stop. You never stop working. Why do we like that so much? Well, it's a nice beat. No, it's the words. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop. Why? Because he's faithful, God. That's who he is. To totally, totally make us ready for heaven when we don't deserve to be there. That's our God. Number eight, he's faithful to use us. I don't care who you are. Message paraphrase, it puts this this way in 1 Corinthians 12. Each person, each person is given something. Turn to the person beside you and say, each person. Go ahead. I don't care your age down here in front or what age in the back. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. Like Abraham and Sarah. Like Moses. Like young man, teenager Gideon. Like David, the shepherd. Like Jonah, the one that runs. The fishermen, the carpenters, the tax collector, the shepherds, the prostitute. Peter, the denier. One of the best rewards in ministry for me over the years is watching people equip and use people in unbelievable ways. And be honest, when I'd face it and would not say it out loud, but I am today, there, there are times I've seen the last person I would ever chose to do that doing an unbelievable job. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? Why? God is faithful to use each person given something to do. It doesn't matter who you are. I watch your Facebook. I see your mission trips. I see your teen gatherings where you just got back from CIY. I, I mean, it's amazing. Some of our kids just got back from CIY, and I thank the two teen sponsors that took them. Guys, again, you don't expect. Number nine, I'm going to quit here, to give us heaven. He's faithful to give us heaven. Well, you know, that one means a lot, having just lost mom. But Jesus would say it in John 14, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe, have it's a word for faith. You should have faith in God, have faith in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I've told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go back and prepare a place for you, I will come back. Oh, Jesus saying, I'm faithful. You trust and believe the faithful God, my dad, my father, I'm coming back. Hang on to that one. Our faithful God in Jesus Christ has promised to give us heaven. The last few weeks of my mom, I'm sorry to bring up mom, but we went through a lot the last few months with mom. And mom was pretty particular. I'm sure she drove some of you nuts here around sometimes, you know. But uh, she, things had to be done just right. And things at her house, things on the wall, the carpet, we could tell stories forever. And I said to my siblings once in the middle of all that, and interesting, that at this point in her dying weeks, that that doesn't matter anymore. Those things don't matter anymore. She was just looking forward to heaven. And I quoted to them that hymn, the things of this earth grow strangely dim. Uh-huh. Why? Because we know what's, what's coming. It's, it's a heck of a lot better. He's faithful to give us heaven. I'll close with the last one. He's faithful to come back. You know how it's just, Jesus is described in the last few pages of your Bible, Revelation 19? <laughs> 
Jesus is, I was, saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider, that's Jesus, whose rider is called Faithful and True. And he's riding a white horse because he's coming back. In chapter 21, just a few verses later, saying, and there's the bride coming down for God, Jesus Christ, the groom. And there'd be no more tears, no more crying, no more pain. You know all the rest of that? Because our faithful God promised to come back. Let me close this way. 116 years is awesome. 100 years is awesome. I think 70 is pretty awesome myself. But God's not finished with me yet. He's not finished with NLCC because you're 116 years old. The Apostle Paul would write young Christians in Philippians chapter 1. He said, I'm confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. You know why? Because God's faithful. He isn't a quitter. Huh? He's our faithful God. He's not finished with us yet. He's not a weak, tired, procrastinating husband or son that leaves that restoration project out in the barn for the last 35 years. He's doing it. He's not leaving that house that's been going on for 20 years now. No, our faithful God isn't a quitter. He's going to restore us. He's going to make us new. That's our faithful God. Let me challenge you with this. Make those stories known because we all know it. We all need it, excuse me. We need it. When we get discouraged with this world, with our life, with the letdowns, the things that are not good in this life, we need to be reminded of the goodness and faithfulness of God to get us through it. Let me give it this way. 25 years ago, when my oldest daughter was going to get married to Don, my son-in-law, they bought an old house that had been taken by the bank, and it was kind of a disaster. A disaster. And it needed a new roof. Remember, Al? <laughs> well, Don and I, my son-in-law, tore the roof off with a couple of volunteers from the church. We tore the roof off. You know what we discovered it's always a good thing to check the weather forecast before you tear a roof off. <laughs> to make a long story short, we've got a huge tarp and put over the thing when we saw that the rain was coming. We just didn't know that the streets were going to be running in six inches of water. And the tarp had quite a few holes in it. Like a lot of holes in it. They didn't have any buckets, pans, hardly at all the house. I had actually drove home, or one of us drove to my house a mile away and got buckets, bowls, everything. And they, well, I think the ladies did. We kept hollering down from the attic because we were, we were laying buckets, pans all over that attic like the ones up here, only bigger. And we, we need another bucket, we need another pan, and they'd find another cooking dish out of them. We got done, and we counted them in that attic with a tarp, bringing a bunch more of the water to another big bucket, we had 32 buckets. You missed that. 32 buckets or bowls. To this day, when things go wrong, when Don and I are working on his place, mine, whatever, or something's going wrong in our life, we will often look at each other, I don't know who says it first sometimes, and we'll say, remember 32 buckets. He was so upset, thought the house was going to be lost. Everything's going to be this, all the ceiling coming down. Oh, by the way, help my dad, brother-in-law's brother come up and help. We got that roof on. But we need to remember 32 buckets. And your kids need to hear it. Your grandkids need to hear it. Of the hard times they're going through right now, or you may be going through, they need to hear how you've been through some and remember 32 buckets. That God got us through it. 
Psalms 86 says, I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you establish your faithfulness in heaven itself. You hear that? I will make your faithfulness known. What is that? I will tell my 32 bucket story. What's your 32 bucket story? You got one? Is, somebody's going to need it at work this week, or your kids, grandkids. They're going to need your, 30, your recent 32 books, bucket story. That God is faithful. And as that verse we read together says, and he will do it. Amen? I thank you that you are that faithful God. How often we forget it. We look at the circumstances in our life and what's going wrong, the fears we got, and we don't look in the rearview mirror enough. And seeing you, you know, the old big footprints in the sand, of you walking with us through it, help us trust you, re-believe it, reaffirm it, and pass the message on that you are a faithful God. And we thank you for being that. In Jesus' precious name, amen. If you found value in this message, then we want to encourage you to subscribe to this channel. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, then please share it with them. NLCC has another podcast called The Other Six, where we discuss what it looks like to have an everyday faith on the other six days of the week. You can find that wherever you listen to your podcasts, or there's a video version on our YouTube channel. Thank you for listening in and participating with us. We look forward to doing this again with you next week.